Hi, my name's Dave Green. I'm the CMO of Demand Matrix. And this series at Sunnyside Up is about marketing, product management, sales, and leadership. Hi, I'm uh, Dave Green. This is Sunnyside Up, and I am here with Kira Mondris from QA Symphony. Uh, Kira has 15 years of demand generation related experience with some big brands like BMC and Dell. Kira, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the problem that QA Symphony solves for your customers and the role that you play there. Sure. So we help our customers create high quality software um, and get increased speed to market within their development. So essentially, we have a, a platform for software testing. We help more than 500 customers around the globe meet their goals. And I am the chief marketing officer, and I'm about seven months on the job now. Fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit about your background over the last 15 years and some of the key successes you have had with content marketing in your career. Sure. Well, I've um, really had a very interesting career in that I've had the opportunity to work across a vast variety of marketing disciplines as well as geographies and, you know, ranging from, from startups all the way through to multi-billion dollar companies. So it's, it's, been, it's been a great ride. Um, most recently, I joined from SecureWorks, which spun out from, from Dell in 2016 and while um, there, we implemented a very sophisticated content marketing strategy to fuel growth. And um, I'm actually in the process of doing the exact same thing over here at QA Symphony. Fantastic. Well, you've got a playbook that, uh, that worked. Uh, what are the primary objectives for content marketing at QA Symphony? Well, for us, it is all about um, growth, 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 and, and, and demand gen. We are um, very fast growing. We grew over 100% um, this past year and need to continue down that path. And our CEO has recognized that marketing is absolutely key to um, fueling this, this engine. So with that, we are building out a perpetual uh, demand gen program and really built all around content that is aligned to our various buyer personas, uh, very cl um, closely uh, aligned to their uh, buyer progression and, and their buyer journey. And we use content to engage and to nurture and then help uh, with pipeline acceleration and, and shortening the sales cycle. What's your approach to using registration or um lead forms as a gate to your content, like eBooks, white papers, demos, mm -hmm. pricing pages, and, and that sort of thing? Well, we actually um, get pretty sophisticated with this. So we use web forms and we align them really closely to the, the stage of the buyer journey. So each content piece is aligned to a specific stage and each stage has a different type of web form. So for very top of the funnel, thought leadership type of content, we use a very short, uninvasive web form, and uh, we do progressive profiling. And as the individual either progresses through the buyer journey, uh, you know, by being nurtured with their content, or they come in with content that is representative of later stage, 
the web form that we use for that particular content becomes longer and, and more detailed, um, so much so that by the very last stage, we, we know a lot about them getting pretty close to uh, BANT-like information. Um, and what that does is it in, really does ensure that the audience is truly engaged and that their behavior indicates interest and ultimately leads to a very high-quality lead. So when those leads are coming over to our sales team, they are converting at more than 50% from MQL to opportunity. Wow. Wow. So uh, in a nutshell, you match the motivation of the customer in terms of how much information when they're deeper in the buying cycle and, and more motivated, you, you ask for more and more. Uh, that's a, uh, it's a great and simple strategy. Uh, what kind of content do you freely share and, and why do you do that? Sure. Uh, we freely share our blogs. We freely share our data sheets or anything that's really product specific. And the reason we do that is obviously we, we want to give our audience access to the content that we have. And if they like what they're reading, we do tend to backlink to other things that are connected to demand generation content. But ultimately, I think when you're going to be putting something behind a web form, there needs to be something of value behind that web form. And I, I think, you know, brochureware is not what I would call something that provides great value to your audience. Other, you know, I think it has great value for the company, for the vendor, but right. not necessarily for the reader. What distinguishes content for you to be uh, valuable? Valuable is anything where they're going to come away learning um, either about a particular problem and how to solve it or the ver variety of different or new ways that they can solve something, um, something that's going to be a tool or a tip or a trick or something that's going to help them do their job better. Um, so from a content type, it could be, um, you know, white papers, of course, are very popular, ebooks, webinars, whether those are live or recorded. What do you do to minimize getting bogus information on your lead forms or otherwise cleaning up the data? We do use progressive profiling. And I would probably bet that a lot of what comes in in those very, very early stages is highly inaccurate, um, but those are not leads that I pass over to the sales team. We, um, some questions we will ask in every engagement. So for example, we have them verify their email address with every engagement. On the very first web form for high-level content, we do not ask for their phone number but as they progress to the later stage content, we do ask for phone number and we will ask for it several times. So there's just, you know, these types of techniques that we use to um, give the opportunity for the buyer to um, be able to keep on updating their information. We ask them what time of day they, they like to be contacted. Um, we also upfront, uh, when they're putting in their company name, we use a tool called BreachForce, which then um, appends a lot of the firmographic information on the back end, and then we don't need to ask the buyer to, you know, put that in manually. And what about uh, account-based marketing? Have you had, have you seen any sort of uh, change in the, in the strategy that you have with content gating because of content marketing, uh, because of account-based marketing? Um, yes and no. And what I mean by that is I, I, from perspective of what the marketing team handles, we we're still using web forms to, to drive engagement. But for places where we have our salespeople um, working on that nurture themselves, 
then we will send them uh, links directly to the content to bypass the form. Got it. And then, you know, a lot of the content that's gated is a, a PDF or uh, a, a tool where you kind of lose visibility once they've downloaded the asset or, or are viewing the asset. Um, and I wondered if you've developed any strategies to really understand whether the content is, is resonating with the people and, and what you might do to optimize the content. You know, we're not quite there yet. I think that's an area that we would love to go next. Uh, right now, the, most of the content that we have gated behind the web form is actually not in PDF form. It still lives on our, on our website. Okay. So we can track engagement and time spent on page. We just preferred that, that way of doing things. But we have not um, implemented any type of really um, kind of more sophisticated uh, technology to, to help us go deeper than that. What other insights can you share about uh, content gating that you haven't shared so far that you think are really important? Hmm. Well, I, I think, you know, as with anything, you you want to make sure that the gate fits the offer. Anything that, that you're going to be asking a lot of information for really does need to be higher value and provide um, something useful for the buyer. So I, I think that, you know, just sticking tr uh, true to that principle is really important. Okay. And what do you see as the future if you look out over the next couple of years? Do you see any uh, fundamental change in the way people are going to do uh, content marketing as it relates to gating? That is a great question. I actually have not really sat around thinking about uh, the future of content gating, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have an answer. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I have a hunch that bots are going to become uh, a real big part of the qualification process moving forward. Uh, I was interviewing somebody from HubSpot, and of course, they are big advocates of inbound marketing, and um, they they give quite a bit of content away for free and more and more content away for free and then use bots. Uh, and it kind of aligns with what you were saying in that um, when people are more motivated, they're going to share more information. And so sometimes I think marketers, because they have such pressure to generate volume, uh, tr try to ask for information a little too quickly. And, and I think the bots might be a a way, you know, something like Drift might be a way to uh, get at the progressive profiling that you're referencing, which I think is a very, a very smart uh, approach, by the way. So that, that would be my guess. Any tools or technologies or services? Uh, you mentioned ReachForce. Uh, any, anything in this area that you would recommend to the audience that you think is really worthwhile? Well, uh, we've uh partnered with a consultancy by the name of Annuitus. They specialize in demand gen, and, and that's really who has helped me with this transformation that, that we've been on, both both here and at SecureWorks. So I, I think they're really a great partner with regards to marketing automation. I've, I've used pretty much most of, of the kind of common brands that you would think of, and that's what we've been able to do, um, you know, the progressive profiling and to be able to really power the, the buyer progression and nurture. So I think it's, you know, fairly standard stuff once you define your process. Kira, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.